Thanks for tuning in to a little more Nashville Anthems, dissecting 80s and 90s country music. I'm your host, the one who can't let this era and genre die, Melton McMainerberry. And big thank you to the Canyon Cornmeal Band for providing the theme music for this episode. Our project here is to try to get to the heart of what makes 80s and 90s country music particularly work. Through close examination of the songs played on satellite radios, 80s and 90s country station, one at a time. Today, we find ourselves putting that effort toward 80s and 90s legend Vince Gill for the third time with his mid-90s hit, A Little More Love. So, if you haven't already, I invite you to pause this podcast now and give that song a few close listens. See if you hear what I'm hearing. And now, let's get into it. First off, let's give credit where credit is due. A consummate singer-songwriter, Vince Gill, wrote, recorded, and released A Little More Love on his 1996 studio album, High Lonesome Sound. An album, by the way, not to be confused with Randy Travis's 1991 album, simply called High Lonesome, which, as you may already know or guess, sounds nothing like Gill's album of a similar name. But anyway, High Lonesome Sound was Gill's seventh studio album, and it also contains a previous Nashville anthem selection that would be Pretty Little Adriana. Actually, the songs are consecutive tracks on that album. Pretty Little Adriana is track three, and A Little More Love is track four. And actually, they were also the third and fourth singles to be released from that album, respectively. So, these two songs are kind of permanently associated with each other. And maybe that association will prove significant as we dive into the song itself. We'll see. So, as a single, A Little More Love made it all the way to number two on the U.S. country charts in 1997, held out of the top spot by... Want to guess? Well, that's when Tim and Faith started giving each other a little more love. Their duet, It's Your Love, held Vince Gill out of the top spot this time. Well, rounding out the credits, A Little More Love, along with the rest of the tracks on High Lonesome Sound, were produced by Tony Brown. Okay, now let's get into some key features that, at least in my ear, make this song what it is. And the first key feature I wanted to look at is the song's infectious hook. So I don't think we've really talked about the concept of a hook in music on this podcast before. And if you ask 10 people, you'll probably get 10 different definitions of hook, kind of like swing or the blues. But I think of a hook as the thing that, well, grabs you. It's typically the musical focal point of the song. The most memorable thing in it, the often brief, often recurring lyric phrase or lick that keeps popping up in your ear when you can't get a song out of your head. That's the hook. And a little more love, I mean, you can't miss it. The hook is this. It's really that vocal line followed by the little bass run. So we're going to talk about that hook from the angles of prevalence, rhythm, harmony, and melody. So first off, and the whole reason I'm calling the hook the primary feature of this song is the sheer prevalence of it. A Little More Love has a great hook, and Gil knows it. The hook essentially forms the entire chorus. I mean, each line is either Gil singing A Little More Love or him singing something awfully close to it, right? So the four lines of the chorus are the hook, pretty much the hook again right after that, and then definitely the hook again, and pretty much the hook one last time. And Gil also sings the chorus kind of all the time on this song. There are only two brief verses with choruses in between. There's a bridge, 
and a bunch of choruses, right? I mean, that's pretty much the song. The quickness with which the song gets to the chorus is also pretty striking. I mean, a lot of times songs will do like a double verse at the beginning to delay the payoff of the chorus a bit, especially with shorter verses like these. I'm going to be somebody is a good example of that. Gil's own song, Look at Us, actually has a double verse before going into the middle eight. But here, even with that blink and you'll miss it first verse, the chorus comes in right away. It's like the song wastes no time getting to that hook. The verse is only eight bars, and the tempo is fairly fast, so there just isn't much elapsed time on that verse before Gil is belting out the need for a little more love. You know, I say that actually the chorus is eight bars too, as is the intro actually, as is the guitar solo for that matter. Basically the song is a string of eight bar vignettes, the majority of those being the hooky eight bar chorus. And there are no turnarounds, so basically in form the song has a lot of motion, moving quickly from vignette to vignette, never spending much time on any particular one. Noteworthy, too, is the similarity between the ultra-hooky chorus and those quick verses wedged into the early part of the song. The groove and harmony are, in fact, identical between the verses and choruses of A Little More Love. So let's get into those aspects of this hook and of this song. So what about that rhythm? Well, the song grooves heavily on the upbeat of three, the downbeat of four, and the upbeat of four, particularly in every other measure. So the basic rhythm is one, two, three, and four, and one, two, three, and four, and one, two, three, and four, and. We both went a little crazy. We both did each other wrong. It's really easy to hear it if you listen to the bass guitar. Hear that walk up, then walk back down at the end of each measure? That walk up and walk down are both always on and for and. The upbeat of three, the downbeat of four, and the upbeat of four. The bass guitar, really the whole groove of the song, a lot of the instruments are doing it with the bass, is built around this and for and end of each measure, end of every other measure. But notice the drummer doesn't really do it. And that's not really Vince Gill's style. The drummer accenting the upbeat of four would be more of a driving percussion thing to do. And as we've seen, Gill's style tends to be more straight up, if not laid back, a la the Eagles, even on a higher energy hook-driven song like A Little More Love. Here's what it sounds like when a drummer does accent and for an. And here's what it sounds like when one doesn't. So that's the stopping point. That's the bridge too far. The line between those two percussion styles is the groovy yet slightly laid back groove that a little more love settles into. We'll talk more about the unique overall vibe of this song in a moment. But as it relates specifically to this song's hook, I mean, I'm not saying a little more love doesn't have a lively drum part because it certainly does. There's some definite swing to this groove, a sort of push and pull that marries really well with a syncopated hook. But in true Vince Gill fashion, it's pretty subtle. 
So that's the rhythm. What about the harmony of this hook? Well, there's not much to say here because the song definitely takes the keep it simple, stupid method when it comes to its chord structure. With the exception of the bridge, which mixes it up a little bit, this song is two chords and two chords only. E and B. That's the one chord and the five chord. That's right. Just like its uber hooky predecessor, you guessed it, Achy Breaky Heart. That's right. I went there. Achy Breaky Heart, a song infamous for having only two chords. And maybe Gill gets a pass on it because, well, he's Vince Gill, who has always been a favorite of the critics. But Vince Gill is also smart. He evidently set out to make a catchy song, and, well, Achy Breaky Heart had clearly demonstrated that two chords can be pretty stinking catchy, as they certainly are here. It's two chords, and it just works as two chords. More specifically, those two chords alternate between measures. So back to that rhythm I was talking about, when the bass walks up, the bass is walking up from an E to a B. And when the bass walks down, the bass is walking down from the B back to the E. So that's every other measure. So a measure of E, a measure of B, a measure of E, a measure of B. That's one and five, one and five. That's really all there is to it. Okay, so that's really the simple harmony of A Little More Love. What about the melody of this hook? Well, naturally, it's all about Vince Gill's vocals, especially his unique tenor range. Three Vince Gill songs in, there is no doubt that Vince Gill has a vocal sweet spot, and he knows exactly where it is. It's right around here, between a high E and a high A. Boy, does he sound great in that range. And moreover, the naturally sweet tenor sound of his voice means he's going to sound great, specifically singing major thirds in the high end of his sweet spot. And again, clearly he knows that. Pretty Little Adriana was in the key of F. And listen to Gil ease out those high A's in that song. A being the third of the tonic chord, although he's singing them over B-flat chords in this case, but the idea holds. Look at Us was in E-flat and then E, and here's Gil nailing those high Gs and high G sharps to form the thirds of those chords. And A Little More Love is in the key of E. So these three songs are in E-flat, E, and F. Getting the idea? So guess what note he leans on in this killer hook? Well, a little more. That's B, E, F sharp, G sharp, and love. And that's his trademark, G sharp. The third of the E chord is singing it over. Sounds pretty nice in that range, right? And that's part of the reason this hook hooks. It's Gil at his vocal best. And how could you not want to hear a little more of that? So, besides the hook, or maybe it's really the environment that surrounds it, there's something else going on here that I'm struggling to put a name to. It's something related to the blue-eyed soul character of the song, as we've seen a lot from Vince Gill, especially in this era. I mean, the whole album, High Lonesome, pretty much sounds like this, including Pretty Little Adriana. And, and blue-eyed soul doesn't really get to the heart of it. It's more mournful. I mean, frankly, it kind of is a high lonesome sound, right? 
but it's also more colorful with a certain confidence, almost swagger in its execution. It's like country soul or maybe bluegrass soul, the Leroy Parnell side of 90s country. A good example of whatever it is I'm talking about on a little more love is the Hammond B3 organ. Notice how busy and active the organ is on this song. It's lively, it's fun, it's even independent and assertive. Even more so with the guitars. You've got a couple of electric guitars going on in this song. Twang free, by the way. It's not this strict, but generally, the guitar that's panned left is playing rhythm, and the guitar that's panned right or center is playing lead. The lead guitar is almost certainly Gil himself. It's definitely him on the solo, because once again, there's a lot of Steve Warner and Vince Gill. But listen to the way those electric guitars play, and the particular confidence they bring to these parts. There's no doubt there, right? Gil and whoever's playing with him are having fun, and you can tell that they know they're good at it. The final instrument to highlight is, for me, the treat of the song, and that's an instrument that's near and dear to me personally, the bass guitar. This is the busiest and I dare say most lively bass part that we've encountered so far on Nashville Anthems, even more so than on How Forever Feels. Listen to this bass player. How much fun is he or she having on this cut? One more time. I mean, the bass player is doing some kind of wild stuff, taking some chances here, but never seeming to think that any of this is going to fall flat or clash. And it doesn't. It sounds great. So there's a lot of movement on this track, a lot of busyness, like we talked about in the I'm a Right episode. And yet, I still hear restraint on this song, a restraint that's hard to put your finger on. Not nearly as tangible as it was in Pretty Little Adriana and in Look at Us. Part of it is that, as typically 90s instrument-heavy as it is, and even as busy as those individual parts are, the song retains an airy quality, a distance, an attachment. It doesn't have that upfront, intimate touch that, say, Garth Brooks' Rodeo had. There, it felt like you were in the band somehow, while here it feels like you're observing the band, maybe even secretly observing a private jam session of some really excellent musicians. But the song has an unrehearsed feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't think for a second that A Little More Love wasn't highly crafted and rehearsed, but, and maybe this is getting at the unique feel that I'm trying to get a handle on here, it's like it was crafted to feel uncrafted, rehearsed to feel unrehearsed, planned to be spontaneous, if you will. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, by the way, I kind of like it. I think Gil's particular vocal timbre plays into this as well. It's like naturally airy. feels like it's up there, sublimely detached and unattainable. The opposite of what we said about Randy Owen in the Love in the First Degree episode with his Kenny Rogers-infused warmth. Actually, Kenny Rogers is probably the best foil for this aspect of Vince Gill's vocal timbre, though we haven't gotten to him yet on this podcast. Notice the gritty, grisly, bearded sound of Kenny Rogers. But he started shaking his big heart was breaking, he turned to the woman and said... Doesn't this sound like your grandfather? 
But Gil, on the other hand, is on a different plane. I don't know anyone's grandfather who sounds like this, right? So it's like you're hearing Gil and his otherworldly band doing their thing confidently, unattainably, and somewhere around that idea is the particular vibe of this song. Listeners, you can tell I'm struggling to articulate and even to conceptualize, for that matter, this idea. Help me out if you can. Drop Nashville Anthems a line on Instagram or Facebook and get me out of this mess, would you? But let's finish on a key feature of this song that's maybe a little easier to get our heads around. It's right there in the title. It's the idea of a little more. Remember, we've seen that 80s and 90s country is particularly good at using specific details, often within definite rural settings, although I don't think that's really the case on this song. These songs use specific details to establish a unique and specific take on a relatable idea. Here, that idea is trying to salvage a nearly lost romantic relationship. Nothing unique there, right? Though certainly relatable. But as we've seen so often, the uniqueness comes from the very specific angle the song takes on that idea. And that's this idea of just a little more. This song is about making effort to repair this relationship, but the speaker's point is that the effort is minimal, like we're actually not that far apart here, such that the slightest effort may actually get us there. This idea, of course, permeates the song because it's in that ubiquitous hook. What do we need? How much love, exactly? Just a little more. Not a lot. Nothing like the intense work implied in songs like I'll Try If That Ain't No Way To Go. It's closer to the happy-go-lucky attitude of its musical cousin, How Forever Feels, or even the bright, happy security of How Your Love Makes Me Feel, which is maybe counterintuitive for a song about breaking up or about almost breaking up. Notice what the speaker says they should try. A little tenderness. Just a little, right? Not the deep, character-defying attempt of Alan Jackson's I'll Try. Uh, just a little tenderness, for goodness sake. It's like, honestly, that's probably all we need. We've blown this thing out of proportion. Maybe we should just, you know, chill out a bit. Don't what? Don't let this thing die. It's not that they'd be actively killing something, it's that they'd be passively allowing something to happen, and just a touch of effort might prevent it. And notice what state this speaker is trying to get to with this almost estranged lover, too. With a little more love, it'll be, what? All right. Like Jody Messina, that implies an easy settledness. It feels like the current situation is the artificial one. And if we just push the tiniest bit. Essentially, if we just let go of the negative effort, we'll gravitate right back to the state we're used to, and everything will be all right. So the interesting thing is how this idea marries with the kind of confident swagger of the song and its overall country soul vibe. You get the impression that this speaker has no doubt that this reconciliation will happen, right? This is not a sad country song. He did not stop loving her today. On the contrary, this song is hopeful, extremely so, in fact. So much so that I actually wonder if the confidence is even in the reconciliation. Is it just me, or do you pick up, in this confident vibe, something like self-satisfaction? A vibe that says, maybe we'll get back together, and maybe we won't. I'll put a little effort in, if you will, but, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's actually okay. 
Either way, I know that I'll be all right. Pretty interesting message, right? And that, to me, is the unique breakup flavor of a little more love. So, it's almost time to put this one away, but let me do a little more. Let me give some honorable mention. This time it goes to the song's bridge, which you didn't really talk about much. It's my favorite part of the song, how it deviates from that 1-5-1-5 alternating chord pattern, rhythmic hook we talked about, and deviates from those eight-bar vignettes that we talked about, even inserting a 2-4 measure in as it builds this great tension over the last couple of chords, getting back to the hooky payoff. Also, way back, and that's what I get for Loving You episode, when I labored the point that having a bridge at all is a pop move, not really a country move. Yeah, I was wrong about that. So, with that, I better quit before I misstate anything else. So I'm going to walk away and wish you the best. But first, we could use a little more fodder for this podcast. So, with that in mind, I'm going to pull up Satellite Radio's 80s and 90s country station right now and see what's playing. We're going back to Brooks and Dunn. It's their signature song, folks. Boot, Scootin', Boogie. We start exploring that one a little bit in the Foster and Lloyd episode on Crazy Over You. So we're going to get to go back to it and dive in deeper, and I'm looking forward to it. So be sure to join me in two weeks for that. In the meantime, do find us on Instagram or Facebook. Also, you can write me at meltingmainerberry at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye now.